0: from Mexico let <coughs> has got to go again on that John, I mean, Jonathan keep it simple you've got a bloody zoom there and a camera that's racing all over the bloody studio I mean Christ almighty you'd do better on one camera for God's sake get in your original position let me do the opening link again then I mean don't try and be bloody clever shoot it on one camera if necessary and keep the link camera covering me a bloody din and racing all over the place he must be in the shop there isn't he needs him back You can't move that, he's against the desk, move this. Keep your cameras still now, bloody chattering all the way through it. Get your bloody finger out. And leave your cameras in the same position, you've got one... This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, a programme where we watch old TV because it's there, without judgment. Quite a lot of of judgment. There there is quite Quite a lot of judgment, judgment. isn't there? Episode four. A pink day, which means it's my pick, Uh, and I've chosen A Question of Sport, an episode of the longest-running sports quiz in the world. Hmm. This is from 1993... David Coleman era the team captains at the time, Ian Botham, or to give him his proper title, his full name, Ian Beefy Botham. Yeah, actually, no, I mean that's we being glib. He does have a proper title now because he is a peer. So he his his official title I've written this down is Baron Beefington of Botham. Oh, All yeah. right,
1: <laughs> because he turned up at. The house of lords or whatever. Looking like a hobo, didn't they?
0: I've got to say, and I know the man has made several impressive attempts for this to be otherwise, but you've you got to love Ian Botham, haven't you? you just got to love B.V. Botham. I've
1: seen his wang. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've all yeah. seen his wang. It's, so, you know, that's a kind of weird thing I've seen... Oh,
1: yeah, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen his silly (laughs) Um, (laughs) mid-off. But he just leaves me cold and always has. Interesting. He's uh, got a
0: good mullet, though, in this episode. Well, he has got
1: a good mullet, yeah.
0: Beefy Botham, at this point, is only 37 years old. What do you make of that?
1: Well, I mean, that's what 37-year-olds looked like in 1993, as far as I can remember. I mean, the the thing is that the entire episode stank. Of 1993. The clothes, the jokes, the everything. The bants. Yeah, the bants. It was all 1993, all the time.
0: The only unchanging thing in in, uh, an ever-changing world is David Coleman uh, and and the way he looked presenting questions. Yeah, yeah. He's such a weird of host for a quiz show. Well, I know, because he's such a, you know, a patrician figure,
1: isn't he? Well, he is, and he always had that kind of reputation for being needly. Um, Needly
0: and sneering and superior. I think
1: he was one of those who, when he died, the tone of the obituaries was very formal.
0: (laughs) Always a clear sign.
1: Because he doesn't make any jokes or anything. You know, he doesn't bring... His personality
0: to it in any way whatsoever he I think his favorite joke as as the the question master on question of sport was when it was obvious that someone had just been given the answer and they didn't really know anything about that sportsman his favorite joke was to you know Tease them by asking them some extra information about that sportsman. I think he, that's the sort of thing that he found funny. Yeah. Was the humiliation and discomfort of others.
1: Yeah, he, like I say, he, he, I, I, I didn't like him as a commentator.
0: I liked his commentary, but he's not as good as Steve Cram. Huh. And, you know, Steve Cram is the governor, if you ask me, of sports commentators nowadays.
1: Huh. <laughs> There you the, go. Fact that
0: he, the fact that he doesn't commentate on any sports that I particularly like is neither here nor there. Right. I should get him to do the snooker. The thing about having um, the, the seemingly patrician David Coleman as the, the host is I was fascinated throughout the picture round at the, the number of contestants who called him Dave and the number of people who didn't say please. Yeah. Number three. Yeah, well, you know
1: familiarity breeds three please dave
0: dave who's calling david coleman dave i think
1: you'll find mr coleman sir to you
0: well speaking of sir the other team captain at the time sir william blackledge beaumont yep sir william billiam blackledge beaumont he was 41 at the time do you know that bill beaumont is six foot three I, i always assumed that he would be like just completely squat, like that 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 man made out of stones in the Fantastic Four.
1: What the thing? Yeah,
0: that the thing. Yeah, no, of
1: course. He's a fucking rugby player, he's going to be massive, isn't he? Not, a... not, all,
0: not all rugby players. Well, no, are they're massive.
1: not. No, you, no, because you've got wingers who are tiny, That's and then true. you've got the rest of them that are massive. Even the tiny ones are quite massive.
0: This is the Bill Beaumont is plumage wise, no moustache at this point. Yeah, I'm not happy um, about that. But his ears are something to behold. <laughs> they've, taken I mean, they've, they've, they've got some stories to tell, haven't his, they? His right ear looks like a satellite dish that's blown off the side of a pub chimney in a gale. Yeah, yeah. And the left one has literally no definition at all. No, it's just Absolutely a Absolutely nothing. It is just gristle. Yeah. Get though the thing about cauliflower ears is they, they, you know, they're very easily treated medically. All you've got to do is suck the fluid out. Yeah. People who walk around with cauliflower ears, I think, are just making a point, and the point usually is rugby. Like
1: mm, that's something I to be proud that, of. I, I would say that um, it's probably something that happens quite a lot. I don't know anything about rugby.
0: All I know is that it gives you cauliflower ears, and apparently all the practitioners are massive.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I don't know much about rugby, but I would imagine that they get cauliflower ears quite a lot. Um, well, yeah, that's they're, true. They're, they're, they're always grabbing hold of a, each other's ears. After a while, I should imagine you just go, oh, "I'm going up there to get I that think that done again."
0: There's some there's something in rugby involved in the game of rugby union, and you know possibly also rugby league that involves the wholesale tugging of somebody's ears. Well yeah, scrums, isn't it? I would have thought. Scrums and, and people people else will that get happens. their hands everywhere. They, they, they will. Yeah. Interestingly enough, on Bill Beaumont's team is Ali McCoist. Yes. Aged thirty one at the time.
1: Ali McCoist I think really stands out.
0: Well, I th- absolutely and, and of course Ali McCoist would go on to Supersede Bill Beaumont as the most capped question of sport captain, yes, yes, it was interesting to see him on the other side, the other side of not the table but the other side of the chair, the central chair,
1: yeah, I mean, but my sense of humor obviously you know i I don't think Ali McCoist is particularly funny, but I understand how he got that gig. he's so much more engaging than any of the other guests.
0: Well, Ali McKoist, he's very charming and uh, cheeky, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't actively dislike Ali McCoyst. I right, think you probably Unless could've... you support Celtic. Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Jock Steen and Paul McStay might disagree yeah. with you. But generally yeah. speaking, Ali McCoist is uh, largely considered, if not a national treasure, a national Oh it's all right it's Ali McCoist. I'll, I'll allow it. Ian Botham I think he's a very prickly character.
1: Yeah and that's the thing about Ian Botham is and that's the impression that I get from him from
0: every time I've seen him
1: open his mouth um every time I've seen him open his trousers <laughs> is that, um <laughs> is that he is there's a there's a a kind of almost constant low level feeling of aggression life is not a dress rehearsal <laughs> oh
0: i'm not here for a long time, he gave you a a time. <laughs> any more gems no nah. saving them right
1: he definitely looks like the sort of person who could turn after a few pints and smack you in the mouth for no particular reason yeah. you know he'd find a reason
0: i think bill Beaumont is a, he's gruff but I think he's he's avuncular.
1: Avuncular is definitely a word. I've probably got that written down here somewhere.
0: He's the sort of uncle who wouldn't take any shit. But if you if you behaved yourself, he'd get you an ice cream yeah. or something. Fair enough. yeah. Whereas Ian Botham would probably let you drink brandy as long as you let him, you know, smoke one of his cigarettes and listen to his jazz albums.
1: Yeah, oh no, Ian Botham would just shut you in a car outside a pub for three hours while he went in there and drank himself <laughs> stupid and then drove home.
0: Cracked the window. Yeah, But, um,
1: I mean, the, the thing about this episode of Question of Sport, of course, it's a yes. cliffhanger.
0: It is, because it's, it, I mean, this was not by design, but what I didn't know was that it was a, a series finale. Yeah. Eleven shows apiece yep. for the series, so this was the uh, 23rd and deciding rubber. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, d- I don't know whether or not we should give away the, the who wins. I mean, considering that it's a 27-year-old programme yeah. that no one's going to watch. Uh, it was Bill Beaumont. <laughs> There's no tension in the air.
1: I certainly couldn't no, care less. No, it's weird.
0: Well, I think it's interesting. I think in the studio you can actually sense that there is a competitive aspect, hmm. and they're obviously they're all very competitive people, and they want to win. And also, uh, compare this with uh, some of the guests on yesterday's program; you can see that they all want to be there. Yeah, which, yeah, which is yeah, nice. It's it's yeah for them. The thing is, in the studio, you can see David Coleman's desk at all times. You can see the scores. So, what you need is to have the score on the screen in real time because otherwise, it's just the quest for completely abstract knowledge with no stakes is what is the overall impression. Yeah, I just,
1: I, I, I mean, this is the fourth one of these that we've done, and this is the first one that I found genuinely and legitimately boring. Um, it did drag on. It was just so boring that I could only really get through it in sort of two or three minute lumps, and then I'd have to, you know, <laughs> kind of pause it and yeah, wander off and do you... something else for a few minutes, and then come back to it. It
0: was, it was just. But you did, you got there in the end. Um, I did and get you, there. Actually, in the you end. did better than me. I did. A, I, I, I said that we should score ourselves. Yeah. To, um, and I got overall. A not particularly respectable seven points. Yeah, which, which I, you absolutely shat on.
1: No, I didn't. I only edged well, it. No, I you, think I got eight.
0: You get you, you got nine. I think.
1: Oh, nine. Yeah, I mean, Monica Sellers was easy to identify because it was yeah, a fucking photo of Monica Sellers. It, yeah, it was just
0: a it was just a full body photograph of Monica Sellers, yeah. the famous tennis player. Yeah, yeah,
1: they asked them to identify the goal scorers. It was, it was from Scotland's match against Australia which yeah. was a playoff for the nineteen eighty six World Cup finals, I think. Or yes. Something like it that. It was, yeah, yeah. I believe it was. And uh it was Davy Cooper and Frank McAvenny were a goal scores, mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't them. get either of those. Did you not? Oh, no, I knew no. those two straight away. Davy Cooper well, there's a difference. Davy Cooper's got a very distinctive gait. Um you can kinda okay. kinda of, kind of see it. I was looking at it and I was like that's Davy Cooper definitely. And Frank McAvenny was Hot property at the time. So, True. And uh, I got Gary McAllister, one of the... Uh...
0: Well, that was very impressive. I mean, I didn't get Gary McAllister, but as soon as they said it was Gary McAllister, it, it became obvious. You know, the scales fell from my eyes. Do you know where I got Gary McAllister from?
1: Where How I identified it as being him? It was like the kind of... Um, the kind of uh, crow's feety kind of laughter lines around his yeah. face I was like oh that's him
0: yeah Gary McAllister's one of those people who's had crow's feet laughter lines around his eyes since he was a teenager
1: yeah yeah that's a, that's the thing and I got one of the what happened next yes because they were like because it was something where it was a Northampton town game
0: Northampton versus Gillingham yeah not even at Sixfields at the
1: county ground And uh, some guy, they were were kind of playing really shonky, wild passes around the defence. And then the defender lamped it back to the goalkeeper. And it stops at the ball in midair. And I was like, I reckon this was about the time or just after the time that they introduced the back pass rule. And goalkeepers weren't certain of when they could pick it up and when they couldn't. So I reckon he heads it. And it turns out that that is exactly what he did.
0: Captain Knowledge, you were. Well, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't Captain Knowledge. It was Captain Blind Guess. Uh, I got Cliff Thorburn in one of the sixty-second rounds. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. I got Dean Saunders. As oh yeah, I, got, you, I well, believe. I got playing, Dean Saunders playing golf with his tongue stuck out well, the corner that's of his mouth. That's the thing.
1: He was playing golf and he was in the classic Dean Saunders pose. Anybody who remembers Dean Saunders from thirty years ago. <laughs> uh, Will know fully well that he played football with his tongue hanging out the corner of his mouth like a happy Labrador, and 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 there he is taking a golf shot, whatever they call them. Um, tongue present and correct yep. in its uh, corner position. I was I was very happy about that. My last
0: uh, my last points were Johnny Herbert. I got Johnny Herbert. Oh well, you would. Well, I would. But, I mean, again, you see, that's... Question of sport episodes very much live and die on the guests, don't they? I mean, and while it was nice to have Ali McCoyston for his general demeanour, personality, and the fact that he played a sport that I know something about. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the guests, it was an extremely cricket and rugby union heavy game because, obviously, you've got the two captains and then there, there was a rugby union guest and a cricket guest.
1: I didn't warm... To any of them,
0: no, not even Neil Fairbrother. He
1: gave it a go with the bands, um, <laughs> and it just wasn't very good. And then he said something which I thought sounded like he was endorsing dogfighting, but I'm pretty certain I misheard that. It was an old VHS rip, you know. Um, <laughs> Fairly certain that it's in, unlikely in nineteen ninety three top sports stars weren't going on prime time BBC one television and advertising or you know, shilling for or whatever dog the
0: dog fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just for a minute Hi, I just... I'm Baron beefy both. Yeah, I'm Barrington <laughs> get your dogs fighting today.
1: Yeah, I'm Baron Beefington Botham. and yeah you know, I come to <laughs> Barrington Botham's dog-fighting pit. pit. <laughs> it's definitely a pit. <laughs>
0: All of his dogs are called Beaumont. Yeah.
1: And uh, I just I just felt nothing for it. I felt nothing for it at the time. It was one of those programmes that if it was on... You kind of watch it, wishing it was something else, and, all right, OK, look, I'm going to get maybe 30 seconds of football out of this.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. You you know, you never know. I mean, if it's got... If, for, you know, for me, if it had a racing driver, a football player, um, and, you know, someone else, so je- two, a jelly wrestler... Two naked chicks. Two naked chicks. <laughs> two, two, two naked chicks <laughs> then... Uh, they, if it if it add <laughs> See, add Alan Prost, Dean Wilkins, and Melanie and Martina from Funhouse, that's my ideal question of sport. All
1: right, okay. So, all right, you so you get them. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Uh, who do I? I'll have a footballer. All right. I'll have another footballer, because I don't really care very much about any other sports than football.
0: Okay, so you've got a footballer on each side. Yeah. Which footballer are you going to pick? Oh, I get to choose. Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: i have Ian Wright. Yeah, good choice.
0: Yeah.
1: Solid and choice.
0: He's, he's got the bants. He's a yeah. bit of a bantosaurus rex. Do you know what? I'll have Lineker. Why not?
1: nice he's smart he's smart for a footballer definitely he's a and, and you know he's quite quick witted um, yeah so yeah I'd take him and him and then I'd have uh, Sally James <laughs>
0: <off> <laughs> Sally <Tiswas>. James
1: <laughs> Sally James off Tiswas. I love Sally James off Tiswas <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Daphne out of Scooby Doo <laughs> There you go, decided. I dunno what David Coleman would make of that to be honest, but there we are. Any more
0: gems? No. Save them.
1: I don't know. It's the thing about a question of sport is that ultimately it's a table in a bar at a golf club transplanted to a television studio. Yeah. And I think that's my issue with it. I've only been to that sort of place once or twice in my entire life but immediately you recognise it immediately it's like uh, yeah I have been around this sort of thing before if even if only very briefly or even if it was like on the other side of the pub um, and it just mm. doesn't work for me it just doesn't do it for me and it wouldn't do it for me if it was current I mean obviously when you're trying to answer fucking sports questions from 1993 or whatever it was it's like, how, obviously, how the hell am I going to know these? You okay. know,
0: because why would I? Sometimes it, it drops in your lap, sometimes it doesn't. This one absolutely didn't. Yeah. Um, I did have one very, very complaint. Yes, there's there was something that vexed you greatly. We okay. Should, uh, we should definitely go into this. Guess the
1: year round. Okay. Um, the first
0: one this is going to be about Smokey Robinson yes, isn't it the featured song <laughs> the featured song <laughs> and you guess 1970 because that was the year that the song came because out because
1: it was it was also the year that the album Tears of a Clown came out
0: Tears of a Clown Ooh.
1: also came out in 1967 by the way It was a re-release in 1970. In 1971, a stereo version of it appeared on the Miracles' next album. But I'm not having that. Tears
0: of a Clown is not a 1971 song. I noticed this as well, but I didn't get vexed about it because at no point did David Coleman say, and by the way, the song's from the same year. Oh fuck off. So... That's
1: no, that's that's snide. <laughs> that's snide. Oh we're gonna we're just gonna play this music from around about the year that all these sports clips are from, but it might not be the right one.
0: Well, I wasn't should... that
1: happy about the second one either, really, because that was Le Freak. And yeah, so it was nineteen seventy eight. When okay. Le Freak did come out in September nineteen seventy eight. But even the freak was number three on the Billboard Top One Hundred for nineteen seventy nine.
0: Mm.
1: So even there, it's like oh, I don't know, you know. And I mean, I get it. I should have been looking at the sports clips and probably not
0: really paying attention to yeah. the music. Yeah, I mean, they but... never they never said anything about the music. To be fair to them, but I do I do get your point. If and you it, play it, it's implied. I'm sorry. If you I play do it, it's feel... implied. I do feel like, you know, maybe it would be it would be fairer if for those they were all soundtracked with the exact same song. So there was never any doubt. You know, these are all different years and it's going to be the same song that it always is because that's the song that we use. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would suggest the song that they used for that would be Shipbuilding by Robert Wyatt.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I... <laughs> Nice
0: jaunty number.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I might go for dupe
0: <laughs> by shit cluster I'm back, I'm back on track I'm back on track I'm back on track I'm back on track I was trying to be so, so that, that's a good choice <laughs>
1: yeah no, I don't know what year that came out. Well, you, see, sporting... you, you know,
0: you're already you're already not going to get confused by yeah. that because you haven't got a clue about the year. Yeah,
1: collection of uh, collection of sporting memories.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about the bit at the end where after the actual um, competition has ended? There is the announcement of the winners of the viewers' competition, which yeah. is something that the BBC no longer does since they got their hands caught in the till. And Linford Christie was picking out the winners. Yes, on some uh, stamped addressed envelopes or postcards. Well, or, you know, whatever. by
1: a country mile, the most famous athlete in Britain at yeah. the time, because he was the only person who won a gold medal at the nineteen ninety two Olympics, wasn't he?
0: No because Sally Gunnell also won gold medal. Well, the games. only all right, the
1: only male athlete,
0: sorry. Um but you know what I but, mean, he was Yeah, he was he was the Olympic champion and I think that year back he was World Champion yeah, as well.
1: Back in the days when we only got one or two gold medals per Olympic games. These people were fucking celebrities. Massive. Oh. Sally Gunnell was as well, you know. She got TV series. Did she do Gladiators? Did she, she something like that? She ended up hosting something, I'm sure of it. On the BBC, uh, oh um, yeah, she was
0: all over the place. And it might Saga. well, look, it
1: might have been gladiators. I'm not totally sure about that.
0: No, I mean, li- I mean, for our younger viewers, <laughs> for, all of, well, our, for all, all of our younger yo- viewers, for all of our younger I, listeners, I reckon you know, you're
1: probably the youngest listener of this podcast. I, yeah, and you're probably forty.
0: Am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, take our word for it that you know Linford Christie was a big deal. He in was very,
1: very, very, very famous.
0: Wasn't just because he had a sizeable member by all accounts. Um, It was because he was, you know, really, really good at running very fast. I mean, he broke. I believe he broke the world record that year too. Nineteen ninety-three was his big year. Yeah, and this Um,
1: is and this is you know the Sally Gunnell thing. Um, It's not uh, sort of you know the fact that she's a woman that makes her less famous. He was doing the fucking hundred meters.
0: You know, Which yeah, it's the most famous of all of the you know,
1: That's the one that Usain Bolt does. And everyone's heard of Usain Bolt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It it's the it's the kind of it's it's the gold standard, isn't it? For like but, you know, in terms of the in terms of Olympic events, it's the centrepiece of the African.
0: in what interested me about it is you know, uh, it looked like for Christie was away in some training camp in Africa or somewhere. Yeah. Wherever it was was basked in summer. Lovely sun. weather. Lovely weather. Yeah. And um, at the end of reading out this, you know, obviously inserted piece of VT, the camera then stays on Lympho Christie, so that they can affect a conversation between him and David Coleman. Yeah, definitely which not live. Is absolute. I don't know why they felt the need to do that because, as, I mean, as a viewer. Which you know, you're a viewer the same in 2020 as you would be in 1993. Yeah. I mean, I'm absorbing it in exactly the same, yeah. you know, using all the same senses. I looked at that within my understanding of television and I went, Oh, it's they've inserted a bit of VT here, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, with the BBC's record, they're probably uh, a nobbled the competition and that's yeah. why they needed to do it in VT yeah. and that's why you're not allowed to do competitions on the BBC anymore but the the, the absolute artifice of that yeah and was, the fact that yeah. David Coleman called him Lynn as well yeah yeah go fucking you should call him Mr. Christie yeah. if anything
1: call him fucking Sir <laughs> Coleman yeah frick
0: but it was you know by that
1: point I was almost zoned out I was thinking, I know, oh God, the only reason I'm still watching this is because I'm not allowed to skip it.
0: This is all going in my report. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no.
1: Best moment, worst moment, moment that will haunt I you. I think
0: the best moment, the best moment for me in this was when I realised that Ian Botham's shirt wasn't a plain shirt, but it had sort of tribal print all over it. Lovely. And a chameleon. There was a okay, chameleon Right. So my my favorite moment in it was someone's shirt.
1: Okay, yeah, well uh, better than nothing.
0: I think my least my least favorite moment were any bits where they were talking about rugby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
1: for me, I think the best moment was seeing that Northampton header come off the line. That was I mean that was genuinely, you know, decent bit of defending by the goalkeeper. Um The worst bit is just Botham. He's such a... I find him such an obnoxious presence. Interesting. Um, Just overbearing, overpowering. Just exactly. You know, if you asked me to draw a picture of somebody, the sort of person that I would hate, they would end up looking quite a bit like Ian Botham. Even if I hadn't thought about Ian Botham in the previous few months, it would
0: be like... Beefy Botham.
1: Yeah. To give Um, him his
0: proper name
1: yeah and bit that will haunt me none nothing there's nothing about it that will haunt me it just it glided through my head in one ear out the other and i don't ever have to think about it again
0: there there is one part i think that's going to haunt me which is um bill beaumont's left ear definitely and possibly both of his ears yeah i didn't really look too close best not to it's best not to... Don't, yeah. don't for God's sake, stare at Bill Beaumont's ears. Yeah, don't do not do that.
1: Um, next time on this podcast... I almost said next week, but it's not. It's fucking it's tomorrow. Not it's fucking tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: It's... Uh, is it Emu? Emu's Broadcasting Company. Emu's
1: yes. Broadcasting Company. So we're going to get our Rod Hull on.
0: I guarantee that it, it's going to be a more engaging experience for you know for better or worse
1: well you've uh, already watched it and i haven't i have i have already watched so, it i'll um, tell you this i'm probably gonna you're do you in that. for a treat yeah i'm gonna do that a bit later <laughs> this evening and you think i'm gonna actually like this
0: i i i quite enjoyed it i have to say i have i think you're going to you're either gonna uh like it or you're gonna think it's absolute just oh yeah yeah there's not gonna be bullshit. any middle ground
1: on this so that's um that's tomorrow's podcast will be emu's broadcasting company uh i can't remember what year it is i think it's about um, 1970
0: 1978 1978
1: because i have very 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 vague recollections of watching it when i was you know however old it was ebc six. yeah six so, I think um, a
0: six-year-old would love this programme. Yeah,
1: well, I don't know, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he's already asleep,
0: I'd try it on my boy tonight. Just right? go and k- kick him awake yeah. and say, listen, listen, son, it's time you learnt about emu. Yeah, we're going to go and watch <laughs> a video of a man with
1: his uh, hand up an emu's ass.
0: What's an emu? That's an
1: emu. That's an emu, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got to go and get on with that now because the fun never ends in my life. No. Um, we'll be back again same time tomorrow with Rod Hole and Emu thanks very much for listening and bye bye save them